Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 33 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a lot of great stuff for you this week. Uh, lots of common sense. I, I, I know a lot of you out there, especially in the United States, but really around the world, because I've seen these posts from, from other people around the world, uh, there was a, a certain sense of relief this past week, almost as if a, a, a large orange boulder uh, was lifted off of all of us. Uh, I don't want to spend a bunch of time talking about it, but I do want to recognize that real quick because it was it was it was quite a day uh, for many of us around the country. And regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, it's fantastic. It, me as as the father of of a daughter uh, to to see female representation in the in the higher uh, branches of government finally. Finally, we're seeing this. Regardless of which side of the aisle you fall on, uh, that is something to see. It's something to be proud of, especially uh, if you are a female, uh, if you if you have daughters at home. Uh, but really, even if you don't, you sh- you should be happy about these things. It's it's inclusivity. We're finally we're finally crossing you know certain bridges that we've needed to cross for a long time. Uh, and in fact, the last thing I'll say on that in particular is is go through and look at the timeline. There's a timeline that's been floating around uh, that shows literally like at points in history via the vice presidents throughout our history uh, where women couldn't even vote women couldn't have a checking account things like this and now we're at a point where our vice president in the united states is is a female which is just uh, it fantastic regardless of the side of the aisle you fall you you fall on uh it's it's something to see and something to be proud of that that's just how it is you can argue it all you want send me the hate mail i don't care i don't care all right as we move along, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That is our official Facebook page. Make sure you like that page uh, and check back often for all kinds of updates, new episodes, new photos, new blog posts, new videos, all that stuff. We're going to all be on Facebook for the most part. Uh, and of course, our YouTube channel. Uh, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. You're going to find all our beer reviews, all of our Mental Health Monday playlists, all of our parenting playlists, all that good stuff uh, is all featured on YouTube, so make sure you're, you are subscribed on YouTube. And, of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn. That's right, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, uh, SoCalShawn on Instagram. Follow me. Um, trying to be more active on Instagram and have been, and that's good. And uh, so, so lots of good stuff on there. Um, and really not even just pertaining to go tell it to the wall, but uh, people that we kind of partner with and, and like to uh, promote their stuff, whether it's artists, musicians, uh, anything along those lines, you're going to see a lot of that through the SoCal Sean uh, Instagram account as well. And of course, most importantly, would be our website, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Make sure you bookmark that one. Uh, that's going to be your one-stop shop for everything I just mentioned, as well as things you won't find anywhere else. Certain blog posts, certain photos all live exclusively on SeanOrWorkLive.com. And you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. Please help us out if you have the means to do so. Every dollar helps to keep this studio running, uh, bring in new new equipment, new guests, whatever it might be. So help us out on Patreon if you have the means to do so. And, uh, of course, merch. You can link directly to our merch website through SeanOrWorkLive.com uh, and pick up some Go Tell It to the Wall common sense merchandise for yourself. T-shirts, uh, glasses, no, not like 
not like glasses. Uh, there's like mugs and and a, and a wine cup and uh, I think there's a pillow. I, there's all kinds of crazy stuff up there. Sweatshirts, t-shirts. So make sure you check out the merch page. Get yourself some go tell it to the wall merch. Uh, we've had some wild weather here in Southern California. I was actually weirdly disappointed yesterday. Uh, we were supposed to have a ton of rain. And it was funny, I got up in the morning, there had been like a little bit of rain, I was like, looking around, like, alright, uh, where's the rain? And, you know, if, if the the joke and the stereotype is, is somewhat true about Southern California, it starts to rain and everyone loses their mind, oh my god, it's raining, especially when it's the first, like, big uh, storm of the season, or in this case, the big, first big winter storm, uh, you know, we've been getting down into the 40s at night here in Los Angeles, it's kind of wild, uh, but I was still disappointed, because there wasn't near as much rain as they were preparing us to have, and, uh, and just, I was like, come on. I could use the rain. My my plants need to be watered here. Let's clear out the atmosphere a little. Keep people inside even more because they're still going outside and doing things. Uh, so more of that coming. And as you can see, if you're watching the video feed, uh, I am actually able to wear a sweatshirt in the studio for this particular Common Sense Sunday. We had that weird little heat wave, uh, like beginning of the year, and, and it was just too hot to even wear a sweatshirt. So I'm happy because I've been sitting on this less than Jake sweatshirt that I'm wearing uh, since December when it came. I ordered this thing like months and months ago. It was all pre-ordered with the album that came out. Oh, and that reminds me of something. You know, I'll just say, I'll say that now. Uh, came out with the album that came out, and I haven't been able to wear it yet. On a complete like tangented side note there uh, a funny thing happened it should have been parenting but i'm going to say it now so i don't forget uh, a funny thing happened we're sitting eating dinner uh friday night i think it was uh, and my daughter is definitely and if you've listened to the podcast you know she's a huge interrupters fan huge bomb pops fan uh, and she but she's getting into music and recognizing certain you know music uh particularly of mine and and so friday night we're sitting having dinner and i have uh less than jake playing We've got the newest album, Silver Linings, playing as we're having dinner. Uh, and one song in particular comes on, and she, she goes, Hey, Daddy, this was on the Less Than Jake live stream. This is a new... And she, she says, This is a new song from the live stream. And I said, You are absolutely right. They played this song on the live stream that we watched uh, back in December with their album release. And I was, I was very happy to hear that, uh, not just because I am a big Less Than Jake fan, but just really any music. It, it's, it's amazing to see... Um, any kids, but especially your own kid, kind of gravitate towards something and, and start to recognize and remember those particular things. Whether it's music, you know, books, movies, television, whatever it might be, uh, it, it's really amazing to see that. So it was very much a proud father moment uh, for me, definitely. Uh, just an FYI, we are two weeks away from it. I'm kind of half keeping an eye on the, the score of the first game here uh, in football, but it is conference championship Sunday. Uh, for those of you not familiar with football, that means... After today, we will be two weeks. Two weeks from today uh, will be the Super Bowl. Um, it's it was interesting because I I was like I was thinking about it and I had told you know I told my wife I was like ah because we're not we usually have either go to a party it's rare that um, that we don't go to in fact our on air producers Chris and Bridget usually throw uh, the annual Super Bowl party uh, but obviously not doing that this year and it was funny because I was thinking I was like do I skip the show for Super Bowl Sunday and I went. Uh, no, because the Super Bowl is always on a Sunday, and up until beginning of the pandemic, we were shoot, we were recording on Thursdays. So, no episode for Super Bowl Sunday, uh, and it's really just me being greedy. I'm not even super concerned about the game. I like to sit and enjoy and watch the game, but I told my wife, I was like, we're just going to make a bunch of junk food, sit and watch the game, watch commercials. I don't. There's some kind of halftime show. It's not going to be at the actual – I don't even know if it's at the actual stadium. Uh, but there's some interesting thing, things coming out of that uh, as well. Uh, even for those of you that aren't big football fans, 
you, most people are familiar with the Super Bowl and, and certain things that happen around the Super Bowl, not just the game and the commercials, uh, but certain things. And we're going to unpack a little bit of that. But just an FYI to everybody, uh, two weeks from today, don't be looking for a new show. There will not be one. Uh, I'm going to sit and enjoy eating some junk food and, and watching the game uh, with my wife and daughter. That's going to be our, our, entire, our entire day, Super Bowl Sunday. It's just junk food and, and a Super Bowl game. And then the next day, I'll... Add some extra weights so I can <laughs> take take off all that the the pounds that I was putting on for Super Bowl Sunday. All right, digital trends. We got some interesting digital trends this week. Uh, now this one in particular could could have gone anywhere, kind of even under common sense, but I left it in digital trends because just it's blowing up on the digital platforms right now. We all know who Dr. Burks is. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna, not even going to give her like I'm can't even remember her official title, but she. she was working heavily uh, on on COVID and, and everything else closely with the Trump administration. Uh, well, she came out just, to, I think just today or maybe yesterday, and had said uh, that she was producing graphs, information about COVID and the outbreaks and the numbers and everything else, and was handing them over to the White House. And then apparently the stuff that was being presented by the White House were not the same charts and documents that she had given to the administration to present to the general public. So here's the thing. <laughs> it, it, bottom line, Trump doctored his own graphs when it came to the COVID outbreak. Who, know, who knows exactly what the purpose of that was to make it look better than it was or whatever. I don't even care at this point. The reason this one is sticking out to me is a couple of things. Only now is she coming forward. This, this was happening for months. But now that he's no longer president, she's coming forward. It, it's the same thing with a lot of politicians out that suddenly now that they don't have to deal with his wrath, you know, on a daily basis, suddenly they're speaking out and they're like, oh no, he's terrible. And it's like, it's too little too late. You know, it's too little too late at this point. Uh, and really, where this really gets to me is the whole thing with that administration and fake news, which has bothered me from the beginning of that administration because there's, there's a whole campaign to kill journalists and all this stuff. And it's like, Okay, I'm, I'm not a journalist, but I am a broadcaster. I, I've worked in media my entire career. I have worked in media my entire, whether it was marketing for film, television, uh, or whether it was broadcasting uh, or, or doing live events with media. I, I've been in media my entire life. So this fake news stuff has always incredibly bothered me. Uh, but then we're seeing here a black and white example of how he's calling everyone else fake news, but he's actually putting out the fake news. It's right the fuck there. He's the one putting out the fake news. That's what gets me the most on this. Not just the fact that people didn't have the balls, and excuse my, my over-masculine wording there, but people didn't have the balls to come forward when he was actually sitting there in the White House. And now we're supposed to praise them. Oh, thanks for letting us know now. Honest to God. You, you get no credit here, Dr. Burks. None whatsoever. And everyone else sitting out there that spouted fake news and everything, anytime something bad came out against the Orange Menace, yeah, sit the fuck down. Because here, here is your fake news. Sit down. Election fraud. All, that's all the fake news. Sit down. I'm sick of it. I'm telling you, I'm so sick of it. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get that fired up uh, this early in the episode. But we're going to move along to uh, hashtag zero COVID. Hmm. Yeah, hashtag zero COVID. That has nothing to do with the United States of America because uh, we are not doing well here as far as COVID. Uh, nor is many other parts of the world. However... There's a country that's doing fantastic and has been doing fantastic for months. That would be New Zealand. In fact, New Zealand has been COVID-free for eight months. Eight months. Uh, they are actually having concerts and gatherings and sporting events. 
they're doing all the things. They're living normal life. They are still wearing masks, and they are they are distancing when when appropriate. Uh, but they have not had new cases of COVID in New Zealand for eight months. Eight months. They've had it under control. Zero COVID. Hashtag zero COVID. Uh, it's crazy to see how normal it is there. Really, I, I was looking at some photos, and people are tweeting and posting, and it's like, holy shit! I'm still, I'm, you know, ten months or I'm, I'm almost a year into pretty much being stuck in my house. Last time I was really, I mean, outside of that little zoo trip for my kid's birthday, socially distanced zoo trip, uh, the last time I was kind of out of the house was uh, was March, th- well, 13th to go out and have a bite to eat, and then March 14th was the last time I got a a haircut at a at a at a stylist, which means this this the top of this hair for anyone watching on the video, uh, this is getting close to a year of growth from the, the kind of the shorter length I would keep on my head. The sides, obviously, my I'm. This is what I do now. I'm, I'm no longer going to go pay to get a haircut. I bought my clippers. My wife does it. Uh, she's going to cut it again in two weeks, and every every three, four weeks, I get a little haircut. But the top, that's that's, that's going to be a year of growth, I think, before uh, before I even attempt uh, to cut the top, or or my wife does. I'm, I'm not attempting it. My wife, I'll be like, all right, do it. Do, see, see what you can do with it. Um, and it's, I'm not saying my wife can't do it. She just She's not a hairstylist. She's... <laughs> She learned to, like, kind of learned how to do this part of the hair just, just out of necessity. Uh, hashtag stay at home. This is, of course, trending because of the rising numbers. Uh, and the reason I bring this one up, hashtag stay at home, is because we all know you should be staying at home. I, I've, been, I've been saying this ever since we started Common Sense Sundays uh, months ago. Yeah, you should be at home. But I, I bring this up because I encourage you. Uh, especially if you're someone that's like, oh, this is not a big deal and, and all this other stuff. If you're one of those people, uh, I encourage you to go look at some of the healthcare workers that have posted their testimonials. And especially if you think this is not as big a deal as it is, go watch those. It's required viewing for anyone that doesn't think it's serious uh, because you you can't watch those and, and, and still walk away thinking like, oh, no, this is no big deal. It's amazing. Healthcare... We've always known healthcare workers were heroes, uh, but they, holy Jesus Christ, for this past year, it's there. It's another level. It's another level. Uh, so please check out that hashtag stay at home. Uh, and especially, I doubt you're listening to this podcast, but especially if you're someone that uh, that, that, that has downplayed the seriousness of COVID um, and the pandemic over the past year. It's, it's amazing. We're close to a year. It was, it was March. Like, in we're already a year into knowing about uh, COVID and the coronavirus. Uh, in fact, I think a year ago right now, I would have to look at the calendar, or maybe she was just getting back. My wife was actually in China uh, just about a year ago. I'm looking at the date on my computer here. Uh, and, and so we knew about it, but then it got serious in March. I mean, we've been locked down since March. Um, I know that. And now we're, we're coming full circle on all the COVID birthdays. <laughs> my, my sis, Laura, I, was, I said to her once ago, I was like, you're going to get a COVID birthday too because her birthday's in February. We had a normal celebration for her birthday last year. Uh, no, she's going to get a COVID birthday too. Every, everybody gets a COVID birthday. That's where we're at. Same with my cousin Kevin uh, had his birthday the other day. And it's like COVID birthdays all around here. You know, uh, It's not just in 2020. We had the whole year calendar of the COVID birthday. My wife's probably going to get two of them for the love of God. She's March. Hers was like, Right after COVID hit, and we're like, "Oh no, it's nope, <laughs> still here." <laughs> uh, so hashtag stay the fuck home, please. Just if nothing else, for the healthcare workers and the overcrowded hospitals, it's really what it is. What it's all about. All right, this one I'm loving. Uh, hashtag Seth Rogen loves Ted Cruz. If you follow 
If you're on Twitter at all, or you follow Seth Rogen. You've seen there's been some back and forth between Seth Rogen and and Ted Cruz. Uh, and and if anyone wants to come at me with like, oh, he's an actor, he doesn't know anything about politics. I go look at his testimonials on Capitol Hill uh, a few years ago. He's he's actually gone to the Capitol and fought for certain things that he believes in uh, in this country. I, I'm not going to get into details on that stuff. It's it's but. He deserves very much praise for for the work he's done outside of just his acting and writing and directing talent. Uh, but they they've been going back and forth. So of course the conservative side of things uh, decided to create this hashtag: Seth Rogen loves Ted Cruz, and that's that's floating around the internet right now. Well, here's the thing: conservatives, for some reason, have a problem with spelling, and they couldn't even spell Seth Rogen's name correctly. So now we have an incorrect hashtag, incorrectly spelled hashtag, floating around Twitter uh, and other social platforms because people can't spell. And of course, what is going to happen? What's going to happen with this? We all know what's going to happen with this. K-pop's going to take it over. They take over all those hashtags. They're like, F you, we're taking this hashtag. Uh, but this one, it blows my mind because here's another just example of, I don't care where, what side of the aisle you fall on. It, it's mind-blowing to me that anyone can like Ted Cruz. Like, anybody can like Ted Cruz. It's it's just, it's crazy to me. I, I, I don't get it. The guy makes me want to puke. Almost as bad as the Orange Menace. I, it, it's mind, mind-blowing to me that anyone can support that human being. It, it's just utterly crazy. And it's funny uh, seeing him. <laughs> that was one thing. He had tweeted at Seth Rogen and said, Oh, there are plenty of conservatives in Hollywood. Uh, they, they just don't speak up because they get bashed down by all. And it's like, no, no. We all know about the conservatives in Hollywood. They're very loud. We hear about them. You ever met a guy named, you ever heard of a guy named James Woods? You know, Charles in charge for the love of God. And we all remember Clint Eastwood talking to a fucking empty chair. No, no. They're not stifled. They're just more, there's just less of them, bottom line. You know, it's coming out. And the other one was like, oh, Seth Seth Rogen knows nothing about unions. (laughs) The entertainment industry is run on unions. Every everything is unionized in the entertainment industry, unless unless your management, uh, you know, on staff with a particular studio or a company, uh, you're unionized. I I was not unionized. At, I wasn't in the union at Disney because I was management within a, within a marketing division. But anything production wise is you. It's union. <laughs> it's union for the love of God. Um, I never actually joined the 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 PGA, but that, that's something I could have joined uh, years ago. And it, it's all union. The, the ineptitude from politicians just, is just astounding. And the fact that he gets any kind of support, I, I just I don't understand. It makes me want to puke. The guy makes me want to puke, period. Plain and simple. All right, hashtag National Compliment Day. Apparently today is hashtag National Compliment Day. If we don't put a hashtag in front of it, it's not an actual national day. Uh, still don't know who comes up with all these things. And as I've said before, I used to maintain a calendar. An annual calendar telling people uh, these are the national days and months and whatever else. And and please go sell this from a marketing and ad sales standpoint. But I digress uh, with it being National Compliment Day. uh, Go ahead and give a give a give a compliment. But as I say, with lots of these other national days and stuff, maybe just give a compliment every day of your life. Take a moment. It's not that hard. Give a compliment. Give it, you know. Text a friend, call a friend, give a compliment. Who you know, you're someone in your family that's, that's in your house. Give a compliment. Do it every day. Make make a habit of that. And we'd all we'd all be in such a more positive place. It's not gonna fix everything, but we'd all be in a much more positive place. And speaking of a positive place, 
We have our positive news for episode 33 of Common Sense Sundays. You've probably heard about this one. Uh, there was a cleaning woman uh, in New York who worked at a luxury high-rise. If you're familiar with New York, these are those like the really nice apartment buildings, not those little closets that you live in in some areas in New York. These the luxury high-rises, really nice, really nice apartments, and you know studios and whatever else is in a particular luxury high-rise. Uh, so this cleaning woman, Rosa, had worked there for 20 years. 20 years. Because of the pandemic, she had been furloughed, but was still uh, going into work every day with a very positive attitude and. It was, was kind of like family to a lot of people in the building, which makes sense. 20 years, uh, you know, it, you end up getting to know someone real well, even if they're only in your apartment like once a week or whatever. You're going to get to know them real well. You're seeing them probably daily just walking through whatever else. Uh, well, they uh, one of the tenants brought her into the building and showed her an empty apartment that she thought she was going to clean uh, to be then shown and, and sold or, or leased. Uh, and as she was standing in there, they informed her that the apartment was hers that a bunch of tenants of that building had had gotten together and they had got her actually a two-year lease on this massive luxury apartment. It's funny. Uh, four bedrooms, and uh, which is one, one thing, but I, I looked at the square footage, I was like, that's bigger than my house. <laughs> and I live in Los Angeles. I live in a very hot neighborhood of Los Angeles uh, where where million-dollar house is bigger than my house. <laughs> so good on you, people of that building. Uh, Well-deserved to Rosa uh, the cleaning lady, and uh, we we need more of this. We need more of this. I, you, you know, tenants banded together. Probably didn't. It, it wasn't. Didn't make any particular individual living in that building struggle or anything. And you band together and, and you make life a little better for this woman who's done so much for your building and probably for your family and your apartment and everything else. Uh, we just we need more of this uh, throughout the world. Really do. Really do. Speaking of living in a million dollar neighborhood, that's what's, that's my favorite thing about Highland Park. Uh, California here. It's, it's like the, one of the hottest neighborhoods, not just in Los Angeles or California. It's one of the hottest neighborhoods like nationally. There's been articles in there like Highland Park on the up and up. That's that's why uh, it's going to cost you about a million dollars to have a, uh, I mean, you can get a, t a small house like around here for cheaper, but like my my house ridiculously valued at a million dollars. My entire street, it's like million dollars, million dollars. I think ours went up to like 1.1 the other day. Uh, I am not super rich. I <laughs> We got in at the right time with real estate here in Highland Park. I've lived in Highland Park for eight years, and my wife's lived here ten, ten years or nine. It's yeah, it's it's been a while. Um, but the like the best example of Los Angeles real estate, especially here in Highland Park, is it's going to cost you a million dollars to live in a house, uh, but somebody will get shot about a block, block and a half away from your house. That's going to happen. Yeah, that happened here on uh, Friday night. <laughs> Oh no, uh, that happened like a week or two ago. Uh, then there was a, there was a guy running like kind of up in the hills <laughs> near my neighborhood with a gun. I la it's not funny. I only laugh because it's ridiculous that it costs you that much to live here. Uh, but but you're gonna deal with dudes running running through with guns and 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 police helicopters and chases and everything else. Los Angeles real estate. I like it here. I'm like I'm not worried. We're not talking about random shootings. It does have to do with a certain territorial wars around uh, around the neighborhood, and they, they're tending not to mess with me. All right, COVID updates. I mean, it's still sad. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'm not scared for my life necessarily, just walking walking somewhere in, in daylight, you know. Uh, COVID updates. NBA schedule. I want to talk about the NBA schedule. I know most people are not necessarily interested in sports. Uh, and first off, we've had so many NBA games uh, canceled. Not canceled, postponed because of COVID outbreaks. In fact, like one basketball team hadn't played for uh, a couple weeks, I think, just like two weeks or something like that. Um, but the interesting thing I found with this 
is the NBA this year, because of of COVID and everything else, had uh, had had actually why is that making noise? Had actually changed travel arrangements and schedules and stuff. And so what they did was a lot of uh, a, a lot of teams. What they're doing is they're pl- they're flying to a city because they're not in the bubble like they were uh, for last season. They're flying to a city, they're playing a team, and then like the next day or two days later, they're playing that same team as opposed to, and now bear with me, please, because those of you that don't know much about uh, NBA scheduling, uh, like before, they would travel to a city, play, travel to a city, play a couple days later, travel to a city, play a couple days later. Now, they're knocking out more games uh, with less travel, and I think this is obviously incredibly smart with the pandemic and with COVID and, and, and trying to minimize any kind of outbreaks or infections, but it got me thinking, uh, just from another standpoint, now, first of all, I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. I love the MLB. I love professional baseball. Uh, and baseball has always been real good about their travel schedules. Now, it's a little bit different because baseball will play three days, boom, 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 games, you know, in a city. Like, it's always been like that. But what they'll do is a lot of teams will stay in California as opposed to flying, you know, different places. Uh, and and basketball's mimicking that at least a little bit here. And like I said, it got me thinking about could this be something just done in the future, uh, even post COVID and post pandemic when people can even, you know, when people can go back to arenas and everything. Uh, and, and not just because we're doing it there. They started this because of the safety of the pandemic. Uh, but to th- it got me thinking about the, the less stress from travel on the players uh, and also the carbon footprint. Like, do we, do we need to fly that much? Can, can you knock out a couple games and you're, ta- you know, if you can cut the, the, the trips down by like a third, that I imagine that's I'm not an environmentalist. I don't know enough about climate change to even talk about it. But I imagine that would 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 make a big difference as far as the carbon footprint that the NBA uh, currently puts out there. At least on a regular basis, now it's diminished because they're traveling less and they have a little less, few less games. But uh, I, I think this would be a win-win for all. So I'll be really curious to see how this comes out even post uh, post COVID. You know, and, and it'll be interesting. Uh, now, even more scheduling changes. Again, I, I know not everyone's necessarily interested in the NFL and, and football, uh, but everyone knows what the Super Bowl is. And uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl, we have this thing like they—it's a whole week of events leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the teams usually are there for a week to ten days. They do a whole media day and everything else. And, and most of you have seen this media day stuff because that's that's fun, even for people who aren't big-time uh, football and sports fans, because. You get these kids come out and they're cute, and you get fun questions, and it, it, everyone kind of has has fun. You get you get the personality of the, of the players. Well, now this year, uh, because of COVID, uh, the the teams actually instead of flying in like ten days beforehand, they are can fly into the Super Bowl is being played in Tampa Bay. Uh, they can fly into Tampa Bay uh, at most two days before the game, so the Friday before the game. Uh, media day, it sounds like it's going to be done virtually, so I assume every player will be like sitting in their home or or maybe even at their practice facility, what it might be, and, and doing these things, you know, via Zoom, much much like we've seen everything happening, you know, interviews, even post-game interviews, for those of you that watch sports, uh, the media is not actually there, it's a dude sitting in front of a camera, and you can, you can hear them asking questions, like, via Zoom, instead of being in the room, which, you know, anyone, that, and really, anyone, even outside of sports, if you've been, like, a press conference, everyone's in the room, oh, man, you know, and that's not happening right now. It's all being done virtual. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. It's very different from previous years. I'll be curious uh, to kind of see how, how it shakes out here, you know. And uh, as of this evening, we'll, we will know the teams in the game. Um, gonna, I, don't want, I'm not, I won't do it. I won't check the score. I'm just... I'm I just I'm hoping Green Bay wins this game. I I'm, I told my wife earlier. I said if Tom Brady goes to the fucking Super Bowl, I'm gonna throw up. And I just I am, I am. 
If you've been a fan of the podcast, you know why. Never, never been a Tom Brady fan. I just could have put up with him when he was helping my team win. All right, mental health. Let's talk a little bit about mental health. Um, this one's been getting me lately, and I don't want to spend a, lo- a ton of time on it, but I think it's important um, to just to just bring up and reiterate, and that would be compromising for others. Um, now, lately, that is very much in the political realm, you know, compromising for others. We don't talk about that, whatever it might be. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying this means you should argue necessarily. What I do mean is, is don't compromise. Don't put up with other people spewing certain things, you know, fake news and all this other stuff. And it's not, you can't, you don't want to let other people affect how things are happening for you, if that makes sense. Uh, so even if it's family, even if it's family, don't sacrifice your mental health. Know when you, you've you hit your limit. Know when it's not the time to debate. And here's the thing. Nobody's going to change. You're not changing anyone's mind. If, if someone is still an Orange Menace supporter, at this, there's nothing. There's nothing that's going to change their mind. Like, don't debate capital, the Capitol riots, the, like the terrorist attacks. None of it. Nothing's going to change their mind. So keep that in mind. Don't, don't sacrifice for that. And don't use your energy when you know nothing good is going to come of it. Because that's what's really going to affect your mental health. It does for me. I have to constantly remind myself of this. Now, obviously, I don't have as much interactions uh, directly with people right now, but it's even just on social media. Just go ahead and, and, and scroll past that. Having an argument, needing to put your two cents, sometimes it's not worth the effect it's going to have on your mental health. And from a political standpoint, remember, we are talking about the, the party of fuck your feelings for the past four years. So you shouldn't have to worry about their feelings. And just remove yourself. This really goes for anything. Um, it, it, it's learning to take that breath. This is something I, I again, I work on this almost daily. Uh, you know, and I will say, I will say to my wife or, or even my daughter, you know, when, when when things are going crazy, I'll be like, okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna step outside for a second and I'll go stand. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a breath. You take a breath. And then, and then we'll, we'll take a minute, we'll come back, and then we'll discuss this further. You know? I, I do this with my kid, like, because she'll argue with me, like, like the other day. Would you like macaroni and cheese, or do you want a sandwich for lunch? She's like, I want the wheel mac and cheese. And it's not important, but it's a different kind of mac and cheese than, like, the box mac and cheese. And I was like, no, no, we're out of that. You can have this mac and cheese. And she starts fighting with me on it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to stand, I'm going to go out here for a minute. Let's both take a breath. And then you think about it, because those are your two options, and when I come back, I would like you to, to let me know what you want. So I went, and I, I stood on my porch, like, and she she's just on the other side of the, you know, the screen door thing, and, and at this point, she's four, like, she's fine, uh, you know, for a minute. And as soon, I stand there for less than a minute, I come walking back in, and she goes, okay, Daddy, I, w- I would like mac and cheese. And I said, okay, okay. So instead of continuing that argument, just, let's all just, let's take a breath, and let's figure out where we want to go from here, and, and that's where we were. And it, and it worked out really well, really well. And it's just, that, that's a good just lesson in general, whether it's politics or, or really anything. <laughs> so arguing over lunch, just take a step back, take a breath, and then go back to it. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be so much better for your mental health just in general. It really is. All right, let's talk a little bit of parenting. Oh, I had some fun this past week. Uh, some friends of ours, and actually, uh, some friends of ours, uh, <laughs> my wife works with them as, per- it's like we're intertwined 
uh, very much some friends of ours, and then they have a a a, a daughter uh, about the same age as Zoe, just like a couple months older, and they they are very good friends. Um, obviously, they haven't been able to play much with the pandemic, uh, but they'll get on the phone and and do some virtual stuff. Uh, so. This friend of ours' daughter decided that she wanted to have a an hour of the day that was just for happiness, <laughs> and it was funny because I'm like I'm I'm talking to um, the mother. My wife and I are talking to the mother, and she goes, "So uh, she basically said she wanted to have a happy hour." And she's like, "We're gonna do it." So they set up like a Zoom happy hour uh, for 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 parents, and I think there were some people without kids on there, but a lot, quite a few people with kids, and we all jumped on there, and they're doing some fun little games and stuff, and. I'm enjoying a, a nice little whiskey. My wife was still working uh, in the studio. Um, and I thought this was a great, great thing, except that there's like tons, you know, and there was a, quite a few people on this, maybe like 20 people on the Zoom thing. And I'm, you know, trying to trying to position my computer and four-year-olds, it just depends on their mood. They're like, I don't want to, oh, no, now I do want to be on. No, why can't I talk? And it's like, oh, my God. And she's, my, my kid's going a little bit nuts. And I was definitely doing a lot of like, you know, I'm, I'm on camera and I was doing a lot of like, you know, like given the look and I'd have to I'd have to back out of frame like a little bit of that. And so it was interesting <laughs> to say the least. I love the idea. I think there's going to be more of these uh, and especially especially if I can have a drink um, while while I'm while I'm hanging out. Uh, it's always a plus. That's why I love I love kid friendly uh, breweries. Oh, oh, so much. There's, and there's a lot of them around L.A. Like they'll put out games and stuff for the kids. And you're like, I can sit here and have a tasty beer. And they and they'll bring me some food, and my kid can sit here and play. Oh, oh, give me that all day, all day. Um, I want to say, I know every single parent out there can relate, unless your kid is like not talking yet, or has just started talking, uh, and that would be the the questions. Oh Lord, um, and I've gotten used to it, where I'm like, yes, yes, you know, and I will I will tell you, like like a Google or and 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 Amazon, like the the uh, Alexa or whatever, like all those, any of those are going to work where you're just like, they, when they're asking you questions, you're like, I don't know. Like, how far away is the moon? I don't know. But it's good to have that because you can just ask. And you're like, that's the answer. Uh, it's becoming a little bit of a, not like a big problem, it's become a bit of a problem when watching movies. Now, I've gotten used to it with movies uh, that I've seen before, maybe she hasn't seen, or she even will ask, like, when she knows the answer to. She's like, where's Rapunzel? I'm like, you've seen this movie 15 times. You know where Rapunzel is, but she's going to be back in a second. But it's becoming a bit of a problem uh, on movies that I have not seen. Uh, so, like, last night, for example, we had movie night, and we watched Brave, which, weirdly, I hadn't seen, which is funny. And, and we're sitting at dinner, and, and we're like, oh, which movie you want to watch? And, and she settled on Brave. She's heard the music from Brave. I uh, had never seen it. I was like, I've never seen it. <laughs> it was funny because I turned to my wife. I was like, I worked on some marketing uh, for Brave when I was at Disney, but I never actually watched the movie. And I, I did. I worked on a few marketing programs for Brave. Uh, and But like I said, hadn't seen it. Uh, so they start the movie. And I, miss, I missed the be the first like 10 minutes because I had a couple things to do. I go sit down and, and my and my four-year-old just asking me every, like, where's blah, blah? What's blah, blah? And I'm used to this. However, because I haven't seen the movie, and it's not so much like, hey, I'm trying to follow the plot. It's partly like, okay, but I, I'm not going to be able to answer your question unless I see what's going on. You know, she's like, where are they going? Let's watch and see where they're going because I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. And I'll tell you, here's a little bit, a little bit of a spoiler alert. If you're like way behind on Disney movies and and you know don't want to have Brave spoiled, just turn it down for like ten seconds. Uh, I will tell you, I swear, at least twenty times she asked me, why is she a bear? Like, but you watched what you watched why she's a bear. 
And I'm answering that question over and over again. So Jesus Christ, the question. I don't mind it. I love the curiosity, but I, I found that what I'm trying, I'm, I'm like, you're asking me, I, or she's asking me a question. I'm like, I could have answered that, but I, you, you asked me over them answering it for you. You know, <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, kids, questions. Oh, and I, I do love the endless loop of questions or not like endless loop. Like, so we have an air purifier, you know, to get, get the dust out of the air. One of those things, she's like, what's a, what's an air purifier do? Or no, air filter. And I was like, it filters the air. <laughs> These are my favorites. And she doesn't know what to say back to that. She's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, so use that one if it's literally like, you know, it's exactly what it does. What's a ceiling fan do? It's a fan on the ceiling. I don't know. That wasn't the best example. But you, you get my drift on that one. That's that's the way to do it. I also got my <laughs> I got my first real oh daddy the other night because like she does the sweet oh daddy like oh daddy but then there was the like I'm making a dad joke and she turns to me at dinner she goes oh daddy and it was the like oh I'm pandering to your silly joke it's like yep here's the next fourteen years of my life at least probably more than that is <laughs> oh daddy uh, all right let's move on to some common sense that's, I need a little bit of. Just water in the mug this week. Keep keeping it simple. Probably will have a nice beer later as I watch the football game. Weirdly cheering for the Bills. I, I don't mind the Chiefs, but long-suffering franchise. Anyone familiar with the NFL? And we talked about that story last week where the Bills fans were like, here's money for your charity. You guys probably deserve it to go to Super Bowl here. Enjoy the season. Uh, all right, T-shirts and slipper ads. Remember the $100 sweatpants I was talking about? Well, for some reason... The social platforms really want me to buy uh, expensive slippers and T-shirts. My favorite is every single T-shirt ad is like, T-shirts that actually fit. And I'm like, do people, do, do guys really have this much trouble? And the thing is, for me, like, I, it, it, I won't say any T-shirt will fit anybody. But if you're an adult at this point in your life, you've probably found a T-shirt that fits decently. I, I'm a bit of a funky body type because I'm, I'm very tall. Uh, but my shoulders are not very broad, so I, I run into a, a, a but I found over the years which t-shirts are going to fit correctly for that length, and they also don't cost me like $80. I <laughs> see these ads are like, just $80? Like, for, for a t-shirt? Like, I get mad when I got to pay $25 for a rancid t-shirt because they overprice them on King's Road. Like, no, 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 $80. And the slippers, $100 slippers. Get the fuck out of here, $100 slippers. I just, I, I got, I, you know, I told the story about the van slippers. I got my hands on vans, for, uh, 45 bucks. Vans with, like, comfy cush technology. So good. $100 slippers. That's ridiculous. They, like, they, and I don't understand why, why I'm getting, because I bought some van slippers. They're like, here's these funky, like, no, no, I don't need this. I don't know where the t-shirt stuff is from. Like, I buy band t-shirts, and I buy stupid rad t-shirts, and zombie teeth clothing t-shirts. Like, you know. Why are you trying to sell me weird tailored t-shirts? Like, like, do you, but... No, $80 t-shirts, $100 slippers, Jesus. Uh, all right, I want to talk politics just for a sec. Not important politics, but I, I, want, I want people to understand uh, the differences here. So, you know, four years ago, uh, a certain orange, orange individual was, uh, was inaugurated. And for four years, we saw flags and hats and all this other stuff. It was like the... And, and I've talked about this before. Uh, when it comes to politics, but, you know, a lot of people treat it, they're supporting Trump like it's supporting a, a, a sports team where it's like other people are losing their rights and you just think it's fun to cheer for a sports team. 
But we're, we're seeing it now because here's so many people still waving Trump flags and hats and, and they did it for four years and everything else. I, I, and I know some people are doing this for the current administration where they're like, oh, Biden hat or whatever. It's nowhere near that. I'm telling you, the day after the inauguration, I'm scrolling through feeds and even people that are very, uh, very supportive of the Democratic Party, very, very left leaning, uh, you know, even moderates were, were immediately going in on Biden like. All right, what, what, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? That's the difference between the sides uh, is fucking hats and flags. Like, that that's what's annoying to a lot of people. And let me get this straight. With all of you out there, I am on neither side. Neither side. I am an independent. I've never been a Democrat in my life. I, I've, I've been a Democrat for a day so I could vote for Bernie in the primary because in California you can change your affiliation for uh, just a vote. And, and for and you know for a particular party primary, uh, but I've never been a Democrat or, or Republican for the love of God. Uh, n- never been either one. This is, this is just my, what I'm seeing. Hold everybody accountable. Hold them accountable. That's where it comes from. That's from someone on neither side of the aisle. Neither side. The politician I follow and support the most is Bernie. He's an independent. Not on either side. For the love of God. Oh, and the clutching pearls. Oh, oh, the pearl clutching this the past few days. Over a watch. Have you guys seen this? It's funny. The other day I was like, why is Rolex trending on? Oh, that's why. Because Biden wore like a $1,400 stainless steel Rolex. Stainless steel, not even a gold, white gold platinum. Stainless steel. We're not even talking about that expensive of a watch. You know, I'm not a big watch guy, but this I could probably afford to, to get myself a one of those Rolexes if I, you know, if I just, I'm not, a, like, I don't need it, but everyone's getting in on him. Like, oh, what's with this expensive watch? Like, really? And again, here's the hypocrisy from, from the other side. Here's the hypocrisy. We're talking about, because obviously it's one, it's one side that's giving him a real hard time about this, about wearing a Rolex. Oh, fucking, it's a watch. It's a watch. So many people around the world own a Rolex. Like, calm the hell down. But we're talking about the side of the aisle, the party, that elected a guy because he was a wealthy businessman. He was rich. That was a big part of the appeal for him. The extra ridiculous hypocrisy is here. There have been there were multiple photos of the Orange Menace in the Oval Office wearing a very expensive watch, like fourteen thousand dollars watch, not fourteen hundred, fourteen thousand. Crickets, not a word about that. That's, I mean, it's common sense. Hypocrisy. This, it's, it's all it is is just hypocrisy. It's the, it's the goddamn tan suit all over again. They got nothing else to do, so they're gonna. Oh, it's, a, it's an expensive watch, dude. Like seriously, <laughs> dude, seventy eight. If if you're seventy eight years old and you want to have a fucking Rolex, have a fucking Rolex. It it, it just. <sighs> I'm gonna get a Rolex now, just to just to just to own own the conservatives, wearing his Rolex to own the Republicans, because you know that's something they would say, own the libs, <laughs> fuck your feelings. God, it's it's just like this is so it's so common sense and black and white to me. That's what I mean. Like no no, you can argue about policy and your opinions and everything. Like you no, you're just you're just being hypocritical at this point. Mm. Oh. Speaking of common sense, man, 
And this this was a great day. I you know, we don't eat out much at all. The last time we ate out was uh last time I ate out was uh, oh, my birthday. And we got some Mac City barbecue here in uh I think I think it's Eagle Rock technically. Eagle Rock or Highland Park, not far from here. I uh, love me some barbecue. So the night uh the other day, my wife was talking to a coworker who who lives not far from us and we just recently got a Popeyes uh down the street. It's like a half mile away and uh hadn't hadn't gotten out to try it yet. Uh, you know, and I somewhat grew up with Popeyes. Uh, that was was one of my memories from from living in Miami was was Popeyes. But when I was a kid, Popeyes was the spicy chicken. Like we either got you know KFC or the spicy chicken. And in Chicago, it was Church's. Um, but I'm very familiar with Popeyes. And so she goes, oh, and her coworker was like, it's so good, I had to pull my car over and and just and eat it and then drive home. <laughs> and the guy, the guy, like he lives a little further than we do, maybe two miles. I was like, okay. Uh, and so she had it in her. She goes, you know, I'm I'm not working late tonight. Should I go? Or should we order Popeyes and go pick it up? I said, yup, let's do that. So we got like a chicken strip family meal. Uh, and had to get the mild because I got a four-year-old home who really doesn't like like spiciness. Um, so I was like, okay, which I would have rather had the spicy ones. But I said, okay, get one of the chicken sandwiches. I, I got to try the chicken sandwich. I, even if I even if we split it, I got to try a chicken sandwich. So she brings home a chicken sandwich. Well, I'm one bite into the chicken sandwich. I didn't even get the bun yet. And I went, oh. <laughs> I've had lots of Chick-fil-A in my life, and I've had lots of Popeyes, but they, they, we never, they, I don't think they had that sandwich back then, um, but this is kind of a new thing. Got the spicy one, and I, I don't even understand how there's a debate between Chick-fil-A and, and Popeyes. The Popeyes, it's, it's worlds better, worlds better, uh, and on top of that, you don't have to support bigotry and hate by, by giving Chick-fil-A money, so uh, highly, highly recommend the Popeyes chicken sandwich. I'll be having another one of those uh when next chance I get, really, I, I I avoid all the fast food for the most part, but there are some exceptions. Uh, in and out's an exception. Gonna gotta have some in and out now and then, um, and obviously like not fast food chains, but like I got a couple Mexican taco places that I I'm like nope, and that's not going away. Uh, and I think Popeyes is gonna get kind of grandfathered in, and like eh, every once in a while I'm gonna have me a spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes because whoa, like I I woke up the next morning thinking about it. I was like, wow, that sandwich was so good. So if you like southern chicken sandwiches, um, and they ha- they have a regular one that's not spicy, but oh god, the sp- oh I love spicy. Like I'm just like give it to me, spicy. I put hot so- like everything. My wife yells at me because I've now started putting hot sauce on mashed potatoes. Uh, don't knock it till you've tried it. Um, let me just tell you that. All right, we got a couple of entertainment news things here that I just want to run through, and then we're gonna finish up because we're way over time this week, and I knew that was gonna happen just because it always happens, and I don't know why I'm always shocked when it does happen. Uh, all right, uh, Hank Aaron, we lost uh, one of the greatest baseball players of all time this past week. Rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Uh, a lot of people know that name because, he, as far as I'm concerned, he still is the record holder for career home runs. Barry Bonds uh, obtained that record by cheating, and I am not very, you know, please don't send me the stare, like, oh, everyone, and it's like, no, no, maybe. I am not real crazy on the whole steroids and Hall of Fame thing. Barry Bonds is a whole nother exception. When when your forehead ends up being the size of a Buick, um, you, that that's a little getting a little out of hand. Uh, but I digress. Hank Aaron, in my opinion, in the opinion of many other sports people out there, uh, the career home run leader. Uh, but what a lot of people don't realize is, you think of Jackie Robinson as the first African American to come into Major League Baseball, uh, and he was. He paved the way uh, for many others, including Hank Aaron. But Hank Aaron. Uh, dealt with much of the same adversity uh, and racism when he first came into the league. He came into the league just a few years after Jackie Robinson uh, had played in the Negro Leagues, for those of you familiar with baseball. Uh, th- that was the segregated league, 
uh, where where Af- African Americans that was the only league they could play in until the until Major League Baseball was integrated. Uh, he dealt with a lot of this, a lot of that same racism and and prejudice as well. Uh, and and if you don't know much about Hank Aaron, I encourage you to just go watch an interview with him, uh, because not only a fantastic baseball player who had to go through adversity, but just a fantastic human being. Uh, and to hear many uh, media people and broadcasters and sportscasters talk about Hank uh, Hank Aaron over the past week was was really amazing to think of um, the work he did outside of a baseball field uh, and the respect that he that he commanded, not because. He was a powerful individual, but the respect that he commanded because he was such a compassionate and caring uh, person who, who, whenever you talk to someone that met that met him, they, they said it felt like he genuinely cared uh, about what you had going on in your life, which is, to me, that's a huge thing. I've, I've always said that about celebs, you know, and it and, uh, gives me more respect for them when I, when I run into to, uh, to, to famous people, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that are like that, that have respect, you know, uh, for others. I'm not saying that people are disrespectful, but... You know, I run into like I've run into celebs that I've met a few times, and they come and they, before I can even you know say anything to them or they they say anything about themselves, they're like, "Oh, how's how's the family?" You know, how's and I'm like, "Oh, oh, you, oh, thanks, you remember?" Like Billy Ray Cyrus was a great example of that years ago. I'm in the I'm in the green room for for a, a Miley Cyrus concert at uh, Hollywood and Highland. We're in the green room upstairs, uh, and I see Billy Ray Cyrus, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Billy Ray." I'm standing there with one of the guys that was working on my crew. Uh, and Billy Ray walks up. He's like, "I just want to thank you guys for everything you're doing right now uh, for Miley." I was like, "Oh, oh, oh! You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, can I also take a photo with you now that you've walked up to me?" <laughs> so, like, a photo, you know. You gotta. I'm not a big. I'm not a country fan, but it's Billy Ray Cyrus, you know. And respect to him. But those are the kind of celebs that uh, I just tend to have a little more respect for. You know, you can tell that they care about other people. and It's not just all about themselves. Uh, you know, like those Kardashians. <laughs> Uh, also, Larry King, man, uh, rest in peace, Larry King. Just lost him the other day, and uh, I, we don't know for sure, but it, he was str- he was in the hospital with uh, complications from COVID, so we might have actually lost him to uh, to COVID. Although he was very much up there in age, um, and I would say anyone who this one, you know, didn't really hit me personally in the way that I, I you know, was was a constant like constantly looked up to to Larry King. Um, but I will say, anyone who's worked in the broadcasting industry, the journalism industry, uh, anyone who's been behind a microphone or in front of a camera uh, knows about Larry King and, and has at least to an extent uh, looked up to, admired uh, Larry King and the way he was able to, to command the, the interview stage. Uh, he's really the number one guy that anyone can think of. And, and uh, we, we really lost a legend uh, this past week in, in, in Larry King. Uh, and you know, it's, it's sad. again, he, he was in his eighties. Um, uh, you know, it, it, nowadays it's, it's not, not real old, but it's, you know, he's, he's getting up there. Uh, but it's still a very sad thing to, to see. Um, and, and I just, I spent a day just thinking about as a kid seeing Larry King and, and, uh, and for me being behind a microphone as much as I have had my foray into marketing and film and everything that that's really where my passion lies. And, and so when somebody as legendary as Larry King passes, um, it, it's definitely party. It kind of, kind of goes with it and you're like, Oh, okay, well, here we go. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple shows I want to talk about. Mr. Mayor, if you have not watched this show, it's on NBC. You can get it on Hulu. Mr. Mayor with Ted Danson, uh, a couple and, uh, Bobby, Bobby Moynihan. Um, 
right back. I think that's his name. And a couple of other characters that I've seen recently in shows. Uh, and then also some celeb cameos. David Spade's pretty darn funny, as well as Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen had me laughing, laughing with the last episode of Mr. Mirror. But if you haven't checked this one out, it's a great sitcom on NBC. I mean, who doesn't love Ted Danson? Uh, and it's it's a fun one. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. It's a laugh out loud. It is definitely a laugh out loud funny sitcom. Check it out. I'm obsessed with it right now. I'm hoping it continues to go. Uh, although we're gonna hit a we're gonna hit a pause in a lot of shows here that are filmed in Los Angeles, and that one uh, in particular is filmed in Los Angeles because um, of the the hiatus and everything else. And, and uh, production's being shut down. Uh, so check out Mr. Mayor. And also, I've been sleeping on this one. But uh, what we do in the shadows? Oh, so good, so good. Uh, if you have not checked that one out, check that one out. But I. I have, I think my I think the Go Tells the Wall fan base kind of very much crosses over with uh, the what we do in the Shadows fan base. So I think I'm probably behind even all the Wall fans out there uh, on that one. But if you haven't checked out what we do in the Shadows, I've been watching that one's also on Hulu. Uh, it's I think it's an FX show, but you, they have the first like two seasons. I think every episode that has aired so far, I believe, is on Hulu. So so check that out. What we do in the Shadows, uh, so so good. All right. On that note, <laughs> we're way over time this week, man. It was a good time, though. It was a good time, though. Now, now I'm exhausted. I'm going to go watch that second football game. I'm going to go, uh, hopefully Tom Brady didn't win, but maybe he did, and it is what it is. It's sports. Oh, man. I'm getting kind of tired of sports. It's just something that, it's like, see, I don't watch reality television, so I'm like, I don't get super passionate about all the intricacies of sports. It's just sports games are my reality television, I think. It's, that's the best way to look at it. All right, on that note, remember, uh, two weeks from now, there will be no new episode. I'll remind everyone next week, but we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. Uh, this has, oh, don't forget, follow me on on Instagram. SoCalShawn is is the, uh, the at SoCalShawn on Instagram. Also, Facebook.com slash GoTellItToTheWall and YouTube. Head over to YouTube. Search GoTellItToTheWall. Subscribe to our channel. Most importantly, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that one. Uh, check back often for all kinds of great updates and important announcements around Go Tell It to the Wall. All right, on that note, this has been episode 33 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>